shit. Welcome back. Fucking Matt, here again. I love it. Nice, isn't it? What's up, my dude? How's it going? How's it going, everyone? Uh, everybody missed you, man. Everyone's been asking where you're at. I've been around. <laughs> yeah, life. It happens <laughs> to all of us, right? Yeah, it does. But yeah, I mean, we're we're back here. We're back here in a big way. A, a new exciting review or follow yeah. up, I, whatever, whatever we we do on this show. New episode, fresh new episode. drop. I should really get that like reggaeton horn where it's like. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I feel like that is would that really. What it is. Yeah, it's. I, I, I feel like it would really class up the joint. Absolutely. <laughs> So what's up, man? What are you drinking? Uh, uh, Virgin Coca-Cola. Okay, I'm going to ask you again, and because it's a drinking show, you're going to answer with a drinking uh, answer. What's up, man? What are you drinking? Uh, Virgin, oh, non-virgin you just don't rum get and it. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whatever. It, it's, it's my dirty little secret. That you don't drink on the drinking show? No, no, no. It's just that, uh, you know, broke times, broke mm, time, mm-hmm, broke car. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Prisoners make their own shit. Oh, get, yeah. Get creative, just, dude. Hey, don't, don't you, get, you got to, like, uh, stir it up in the toilet and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it, right? Do, <laughs> do you remember Isn't that movie, like, Let's Go to Prison? Toilet wine? Or yeah, something? yeah. Well, because they make it in the toilet. Do you remember that movie, Let's Go to Prison? I do remember Let's Go to Prison. That was a very interesting movie. <laughs> I don't ever remember the dude's name, but it, he's the black guy from uh, Waiting. He was like the philosophical one. and he Yeah, he was the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he had all he was... the knowledge in the world, but he was just like a guru dish dishwasher. Yeah, well, he's in uh, Let's Go to Prison, and he's the one who makes the toilet wine, and when he gets out of jail, like... They end up like bottling that shit. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> I uh, guess, man, if you're hard up and shit, you know you can make some quick cash. I guess go for it, dude. That's a movie I haven't seen in forever. I think I've only seen it like once or twice too. And I remember both. I remember every time I watched it, it was fucking hilarious. I might need to go well, back that- and rewatch it. That's that's how you know a movie's impactful. You don't have to see it a bunch of times to know exactly what the message was and that you you grab that message and shit because it happens to me sometimes you know i'm like i only seen this movie once but for some reason i remember this conversation sticks with you you yeah i get you yeah yeah. you know movie was like that really like really hard what's that idiocracy oh uh, dude i think of idiocracy all the time i think of it because you probably see it outside all the time No, and oh my god, so much to say about that. Okay, so I want to say it was back when I was working at AMPM. I don't know why I remember this mundane detail, but it was around that time that I had first seen Idiocracy. I forgot who I watched it with. It may have been you. I watched it with somebody, and we had a good laugh. But I, I just remember thinking, for one, like Mike Judge, for some reason, his sense of humor always seems to be on point or like, you know, like 
um, almost telling uh, of the future, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, you never know, but the guy always just seems to nail it. But at the same time, I remember thinking, uh, oh my God, this could be how our future goes, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, oh, that, this is why I recall it was around AM, PM time because I remember we had the new, back in the days, there used to be newspaper stands, people. <laughs> <laughs> little little glass paper stands that would go outside and stuff. They don't have that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I think in downtown areas they do, but yeah, print media is pretty much dead. Yeah, but uh, we we had a few of those outside the building, and I remember seeing uh, uh, lettering uh, or the a headline about is idiocracy really happening? And I was like, I knew it. And I even had to buy the newspaper to read that article to make sure that I knew that they were talking about the movie Idiocracy, and God forbid they were. Dude, that movie's so good. Dude, Terry Crews is the the fucking president. United president States, Camacho. Man, what can go wrong? President Camacho. Yeah. yeah. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> Everything. Carl's Jr. Remember the guy kept fucking bringing up Carl's Jr. because they pay him every time. Why he, he keeps saying that? Because they pay me every time I do. <laughs> Brought to you by Carlos Jr. <laughs> Remember when uh, Bud Ruckers turned into butt fuckers <laughs> <Yeah>. over time? <laughs> and it's some kid having his fucking 16 year old birthday party or some shit. There's this uh, account that I follow. Yeah. <laughs> There's, this... <laughs> There's this account that I follow on Instagram, um, the Floating Spaceman. And I swear to God, that guy is like, just like he popped out of my brain. Like he, he just shows clips of like different movies and TV shows. And it's all the shit that we watch all of it. Like I recognize every single thing that he posts and it's always fucking classics. And he posted something the other day from idiocracy where, um, Justin long, remember he was the doctor. I already know what you're talking about, but go on. Smoking that big old fat joint. And he's talking about, uh, you know, um, your shit's all fucked up and uh you sound like a retard. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, it's cool, bro. Pl- plenty of people are tarted. My ex-wife, she was tarted. She's a pilot now. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. I was going to say, yeah, I just uh, I just brought that line up to somebody at work. That exact same thing. She's a pilot now. Like, you know, way he said it, it was like, he, and then and then remember it, the the beginning how it kind of fed us what's going on in the future and stuff it's all like the the uh, oscar award-winning film of that year was a movie called fart no it was called uh i think it was called um asses because it was just shots of asses or maybe it's just uh, not no it was just one ass so i think if it was it was just ass Mm. but anyways he's all like and that's all it was for 90 minutes it's just like a close-up of somebody's ass and it farts every once in a while yeah. or like you see him like scratch the cheek or some shit yeah it's like yeah <laughs> yeah it was ass yeah it was ass <laughs> and then uh that one chick when she came out of the, the the freezing state she's all like she's trying to contact her pimp she's trying to find him his name is upgrade, upgrade. <laughs> and she's all there's only one person Sp- named upgrade spelled with two <laughs> Spelled with two D's for a double doses for a double dose of his pimpin. 
Yeah, see, that was a whole nother thing, man. All right, if you guys have not seen Idiocracy, it's better that we, just, uh, we, we don't go down this laundry list. You should just fucking watch it. It is an amazing watch. Mike Judge has never disappointed, really. I mean, fuck, we love Beavis and Butthead. So many people like uh, uh, King of the Hill. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I never mm-hmm. really watched too much uh, of it. King of the Hill is great. It, it, no, it, and and it's got its fair share of moments with me. So I definitely, I just never really followed it that much. But it was still good. Office Space was a great movie. You know what's funny um, is we were just talking about Office Space. Um, this will be after the Chillerama episode with Raymond. Um, so we were talking about Office Space in the Chillerama episode because. Um, Oh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Richard Riel, R- Richard Riel. Ugh, people are gonna hate me for that. He's the guy who he was the old guy um, from uh, Office Space who was in the wheelchair and he came up with the jump to con- jump to conclusions. Matt. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was, got the mustache. Yeah, he was in Chillerama. <laughs> so we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, I mean, great movies. I think the only one that I didn't even say I didn't like, and I'm. I just I couldn't really get into it. It was okay. It was at a brewery. It was like they they made something uh, like they were brewing alcohol and they made like a batch of something. Oh, extract. Extract. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, that one was okay too. I I, I don't think it was his best, but it was very. Um, Did you ever you see know. Action Point? No. Where uh, with Johnny Knoxville, where they open up a theme park? Or something like they bought a theme park. I don't remember. I saw it like once and it didn't stick with me. Nothing Johnny Knoxville does sticks with me. Mm. Not that I hate the guy, but you know, I don't know. Gotcha. I can't believe these guys are still doing this shit. Anyway, I, I remember God. just reading a fucking. I finally just watched Jackass Forever. It's fucking insane. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, for the purposes of the movie, that's fine. But these guys are still kind of like doing stupid shit, and they're like fifty years old, man. Like, Dude, it's still funny. Time, it still it's draws an audience. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could yeah. argue that like they're just sticking with it, you know, for glory days and like you know trying to capitalize on what once was. But like, they still fill the seats, man. People still come out to see them, and they're still loved. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just not one of them. Yeah, I'm not saying no, that you. like you know like you you. you you have to be or you don't have to be, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's not for me anymore, I guess. Like, it, I don't know, to me, they already did the funniest shit that they can do. The fart helmet, all that shit. That was great. I'll stick. I don't that. know. Keep watching, man. <laughs> There's some funny shit. I will say, they, I will say, though, with Jackass Forever, they it wasn't them as much. It was like some of like their newer crew, younger people and stuff. So it was, I mean, it's the same shit, but like just different people. It's still funny as fuck. I still enjoy yeah. it. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, I can sit here and talk forever about Mike Judge and Idiocracy and all that shit. Yeah, but that's not what we're here for today. That's not what we're here for today. What are we here for we're today? We're here for a brand new one. We're here to drink and talk some bullshit on some movies. Lahayim. Lahayim. Uh So, again, uh, the monsters are running amok, and we run for that theater where the marquee now reads, 
rabid. is as good a way of handling them as, as we have got. Stop! Stop or I'll shoot! You can't trust your mother. Your best friend. The neighbor next door. One minute, they're perfectly normal. The next, rabid. Pray it doesn't happen to you. Rabid. A 2016 Soska Sisters film. What? Oh. (laughs) Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> nah, uh, uh, we're actually doing the original, the Cronenberg movie from 1977. Nice. I believed you for a second. I was like, I was hoping I would get you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? We we did our research and shit. We're talking about two separate movies. <laughs> uh, I have not watched the Soska sisters version. I, I don't have anything against their material. Actually, I, I, I find them very entertaining. Are you familiar with any of their history. work? Yeah, I watched I watched two of their movies, uh, the Dead Hooker in the Trunk movie, and I watched... American Is that what it's Mary. called? Dead Hooker in the Trunk? Well, I, I think I, that's what, what it said to me. <laughs> I'm Man, not familiar with any of their work, so I'll take your word for accent, it. Maybe? I'll take your word for it. Um, interesting movies altogether. Uh, American Mary is actually one that's famed. Uh, a lot of people do like it. It's it's a very recognizable film. It also stars. Um, fans are gonna hate me for this, but uh, Ginger from Ginger Snaps. I forgot what her real name is. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean everyone is pretty familiar with the Soska sisters' work. Uh, you know, for them being like uh, small name. Um, uh, passionate hearts of the of the horror industry, they uh they really have put their names out there. So kudos to them. And they they did the remake for this film, which I never watched. So, uh, yeah. So here we are now. 
1977, David Cronenberg's. What well, made you want to watch this one? Um, it's just, it, it's uh, one I wanted to revisit. Um, it's definitely, you know, um, it's definitely good for for this podcast uh and i mean what's not to like no i'm not saying i didn't i i i enjoyed it i i'll be honest like in the beginning i kind of wasn't all that into it just because um it was a little slow to start for me i guess um, what <laughs> it started out with a motorcycle accident i mean it did explosion. but like <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, <laughs> that's a slow pace. May, maybe it was just my headspace where I were, you know, nah, when I started yeah. it because it did take me, I watched it over the course of like three days. I think it was like small increments, like during my lunch break and stuff like that. So finally, when I got to a point, um, like, I don't know, um, maybe like halfways, I was like more into it. So maybe I just started off in a place where, I wasn't paying full attention, which is why I don't like to watch movies like that because, you know, um, if I pay, if I sit down with intent and watch it, I probably would enjoy it more. That's not to say again that I didn't enjoy it. It was really good, but I don't think I gave it the attention it deserved. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Okay. If I, if I am watching a movie like that, which, you know, I do, um, you know, I shower and I do all kinds of things. With the movie still there in front of me, like, you know, uh, if, if if time, you know, is not easy to manage and stuff, and I got other things I got to do at the same time, that's just how I do it. I kind of watch movies on the go. However, I find it best that if you're, you are going to do that, do not break it down in more than like three segments, but I would recommend only two because of that. Like, if you could sit it down in one sitting... Excellent. Two, uh, you might have to kind of hook back in a little bit. But then three, I don't know. It's, it's, anything beyond three is just kind of pushing it as mm-hmm. far as I, I just think you'll, you'll get a totally different outcome. Um, but yeah, it, it's a recognizable uh, movie. I think it's uh, one of Cronenberg's early films. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that he did before this movie in 77 was, um, you know, it's got a couple TV credits and then some stuff like TV movie. He got a lot of TV movies in, um, but it's after this where we get things like The Brood and Scanners, Videodrome, the, you know, The Fly, uh, things like that. So it's really kind of like the onset of the Cronenberg that we have come to know and love. Absolutely, dude. He's like a he's he's like a pioneer in the film industry. Like he just you know like kind of like how how Kubrick did it. Like you know like he uh, he had a few films that were just groundbreaking, and he just became an ultimate ultimate like legend of of films. And so much so, like it's funny because uh, if you notice, David Cronenberg plays random cameos in places that you you're kind of like what what <laughs> like why why are you there yeah what's going on yeah i don't um, think he was in this I... one though huh i don't think he was in this one no 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 he doesn't do it in his own films um has that, he... that i know of i haven't seen him 
but um he was in one of Clive Barker's movies uh and he had a pretty big role uh, uh god damn what was the movie called no, Nightbreed he, he um he was in The Fly he was the gynecologist in The Fly and okay. he's also well, in Dead Ringers but I haven't seen Dead Ringers and yeah, he was in well, Video Drum. I mean I mean but what I'm saying is that he he'll just you know he'll go to like rent, like I, I, what I think it is is like you know when people make these films and stuff, they they're obviously fans and they're like, hey, let me get you on my movie. And uh, he he must be just an easy catch, like an easy guy to get on, get in there. But like he he does choose his roles very well. So mm. like for example, Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Um, he played the main character's therapist who's also an evil serial killer. And he has a big part of the movie. And it's so funny because it's like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> he <laughs> plays it so well. Um, and then what was another one I can think of? Oh, yeah, the sleazy teacher on Jason X. Oh, I don't remember. The one when they're out in space. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was... No, I, no, trust me. I'm familiar with that part of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you got a bunch of 40 year olds playing what? Like 17 year olds, yeah. 16 year olds and shit. And yeah. he's like this sleazy teacher that's in there with them. And he's like banging one of the hot chicks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, the guy's amazing. Um, Going back to this, uh, this is kind of like what we talked about earlier uh, on one of our earlier podcasts back in the YouTube days. Uh, we had brought up Cronenberg, and uh, I, I remember mentioning that he is like the uh, the godfather of body horror. This is a yeah. perfect example. Uh, uh, nothing crazy. I think I, yeah. I think I saw something that said they called him the king of venereal horror or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's always something to do with like uh body dysmorphia and 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 mutations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So um well yeah. let me let me give a synopsis of this one. I'll, I'll take a crack okay. at it. Um so Thank we've you. got this couple. Um so the movie kind of opens up on this couple uh this well it starts with this girl, Marilyn Chambers, um uh adult film star Marilyn Chambers, which I didn't know. Uh, was a thing until uh, we started kind of taking a look at um, the movie and everybody involved with it and doing the research a little bit. Um, but it makes sense because she's a little whorish throughout the movie. And uh, there are some scenes where like uh, um, they're like um, sexual in nature. There's a scene where she's, she goes to like um, an X-rated theater. And um, so like, I remember noticing throughout the movie, like, man, there's a lot of like sexual overtones in this one. And then to find out she's a porn star, I was like, "Oh well, okay, I play to your yeah. play to your traits." You have the beautiful Marilyn <laughs> Chambers in your in your fucking movie. You right. better have her in sexual overtone. So it opens with her kind of uh, in like full leather, sitting on a motorcycle, and then her um, some guy comes out of the restaurant. Um, Hart Reed, I think, is his name in the movie, and they get on the bike and they head out. And they get into an accident and um, she's rushed to like this emergency hospital. It's not really a hospital. It's more like a um, uh, plastic surgery 
uh, clinic and they do what they can to try to save her life and, uh, and Hart's life. And then, um, he gets out because he healed faster than her or whatever, but she required some kind of like, um, not experimental, but just like some new form of like surgery. They were, the place was kind of like working on like moving skin from like the thigh area to like her face, but they can do it in such a way where like the skin would, would kind of the graft would take on her face this like, and replicate skin, like a uh, facial skin as opposed to like, skin on the leg which i guess is different um in texture so they did this experimental treatment on her and then um she starts like something changed with her and so she starts going after people and she gets um, out of the hospital and she's kind of trying to make her way back home and um she starts attacking people and as she's attacking people and um killing them they are coming back to life and killing other people and you know she finally gets in touch with heart and he's trying to come save her or rescue her and it's just all this like carnage that's happening in between like her kind of being able to walk around you know and being able to attack people and him trying to come rescue her but the movie takes place in canada um and so like they declare like a state of emergency and they're trying to give everybody like um, rabies shots because they think it's rabies, but it's not really working. Um, so, th so that's a very long way to say that this is a movie about a girl who turns rabid and starts infecting other people. <laughs> I probably should have just. Yeah, led with I, I was. I was just saying that. I was like, is this uh, the, I'm not uh, good at the synopsis. Summary. <laughs> I'm not good at the synopsis, man. No, uh, it's funny because. Um, it reminded me of the one that you did with Daryl and yeah, Daryl do the synopsis. I thought he was going right into it too. Whatever. So it was very similar. Huh? <laughs> oh. Some of us are not I, good at it. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it, it was still good hearing it. I was just like, all right. <laughs> I mean, it, it gets us prepared for what we're about to uh, cover yeah. by the way. And bringing up Daryl, I wanted to also say, uh, just wanted to correct something real quick. Um, that incident you were talking about. Lionel Hutz is actually related to Jabba the Hutt. No, oh, damn it. no, it has nothing to do. That incident you were talking about at the, the, uh, the apartments that oh, was with not Job. Joe. That was not Job. No, who was Job it? was with us, but Job lived in the uh, Terracinas across the street. He so was, who was with us. So who was it then? We were hanging out with Job and Miguel. Miguel, Letitia's Dark Miguel. Brother? No. Miguel. Miguel. I don't remember Miguel. His mom used to uh, drive like the Roach coaches and stuff like that. Dude, I don't remember Miguel. Oh man. Well, anyways. Is Miguel the one that you quote unquote, It was Miguel. We were taking face? him to his house. He was passed out. And it was one of those moments where we put him down. And I think what it was was I was trying to tap him with my foot to make sure he was conscious. But my the the <laughs> toe uh, the rubber sole and the toe kind of got jammed into the um the carpeting. 
and slipped and it kind of did an upward kick to his face <laughs> where his head bounced a little bit. And that's where so he spilled it, all the cool. Yeah, it was it was Miguel. I, and you know what's funny is I was trying to remember his name and it just came to me just as I was telling the story. So I don't remember Miguel. Well, he that's how we knew Job. Because he and Job, Job used to hang out all the time. Well, to be fair, I didn't really hang out with Job a lot. I hung out more with like Pepe and Alex and Jose. And... But they all hung out together too. Yeah, but I, I don't remember him, man. What was Pepe's older's brother name? I don't even remember. He was a cholo dude, right? Now you're just being a stereotype. Oh, why? <laughs> I'm not just kidding. Is it white? You're just saying all these Mexican names. Now they're all cholos. <laughs> it's funny because most of the ones I do were actually. I mean, here's so... the thing. Here's the thing. Not all Mexicans are cholos, but every cholo I know is Mexican. So what do you want me to say? <laughs> that is true. That is true. I, fuck. Anyways. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to Thanks correct that little note. It was but... Miguel, not not Joe. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> Regardless of All who right. it was, it was still funny. All right. So we start off with some family in a van going somewhere. They're arguing about, you know, the location of where they're supposed to go. You know. We passed it. Pass it. I remember that farm. We passed it. That farm is past Concession Road 12. We were supposed to turn on Concession Road 11. I don't remember that farm, Dad. We didn't pass it. I very distinctly remember that farm. If you would just stop this vehicle long enough to look at this map, I will show you the shadow of it. You are both right, and I'm all wrong. We'll turn around and go all the way back. Where's the GPS when you need it, right? Not in 1977, so they're reading, like, roadmaps and shit. And uh, then you got uh, uh, the, you know, the husband of the van. He's, uh, you know, he's like, all right, well, fuck, we'll turn around, right? And he fucking like he starts blocking the road. In comes a motorcycle going full speed at forty miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, have you, I don't know if you noticed that or not, but they made this no. shit look like it was going fast. And you see the, the speedometer, and it's like forty. It's like. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're on two wheels, it probably is. It seems pretty fast, but like, no, I must have missed it. Anyways, they they were uh, supposed to be barreling down. And I just thought it was kind of funny because, you know, that, you know, the the lady goes and tries to tell her husband like, hey, somebody's coming. You see the motorcycle and it's like too late. And then they crash. Well, it's funny because you even see the ramp that they'd set up. Because, like, there's one scene where, like, you just you see, see the van and there's nothing up. on either side. And then, like, when you see the, the motorcycle go, like, take the jump, you see the you see the ramp in the shot. And I was right. like, did I miss something? With oh, I, I didn't notice the ramp. I saw the lift of the bike and I was like, yeah, obviously. Oh, that's what it was in or whatever. Yeah. But, well, no, it may have actually showed it. Maybe I just didn't even, like, look at it. I didn't notice it. But, you know, it could, it could very well have shown it. Anyways, uh, the guy gets thrown off the motorcycle <clears throat> and the chick that was sitting in the back it's Marilyn Chambers the, be- the, the beautiful Marilyn Chambers uh, was locked between the motorcycle and the ground if I were to say that is a very horrible thing to do to that character man she she really did not fucking have it easy at that moment <laughs> they, just, she's, they uh, blew her up uh, it, 
Well, she got locked. Okay, she got locked underneath the bike. So you got to think, all right, it's already burning her skin. I'm sure it got right through that leather and shit like that. And it's accelerating. I don't know if you noticed that, but you you hear Mm -hmm. the engine just going like it's just like that means that shit's just fucking like heating up, heating up. And then boom, I'm like, dude, I was like, I had to stop for a second. I was like. Is this rabbit or is it Mad Max? (laughs) (laughs) I swear, dude. Rabid Max. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so uh, she blows up. um, And it happens to be close to uh, the um, the surgery. Well, what happened was uh, the paramedics pick her up. Well, no, no, no. Well, the the people, the people at the, uh, the hospital saw her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there's that surgery clinic that's kind of down the road. So they, they saw mm-hmm. the accident. They saw the fireball. They get their ambulance and go pick her up and they're calling it in on the way in. And they're like, Hey, you know, the closest hospital is three hours away and she's probably got like 30 minutes. So like, we're just going to take her to our facility. And when he, when he's talking about them, he's talking about, a man, I'm gonna call Doctor Eyebrows, cause goddamn, are you, are you are you talking about the guy who had a really deep voice like this, I, Murray? I, Murray? I don't I don't remember his voice. Oh, but then it's probably not him. The the, the main surgeon guy, the the head of the uh, facility. Mm, maybe they're not the same. But this facility is like a. I know who you're talking about. I think it's the guy with the baby. Yeah, that's who. That's the dude I'm talking about. The guy that looks like a white version of Jose. <laughs> yes, dude, I totally fucking saw that. I was see. I was like, oh man, he's got the same shaved head and everything. Anyway, so yeah, uh, the the lead surgeon, we're gonna call him Doctor Eyebrows because <laughs> goddamn, okay, he got some eyebrows. And like it, I don't know, just for some context, <laughs> this is a like, um, this is a surgical uh, plastic surgery uh, facility, but like. There were some scenes of them talking about like, like hiring plastic surgeons and then like doing plastic surgery as like a service, almost like a subscription or something. I don't know. It was really weird, but I was like, you know what? Everything else today is a subscription. Why wouldn't plastic surgery be a subscription? You know? True that. And let's, you know, let's not negate the fact that, you know, Cronenberg is usually ahead of his time. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, it seems to be a, a new kind of thing and stuff like that. And and these people around this clinic, or is that what it's called? A clinic? Yeah, a sure. Surgery clinic. They they all happen to be familiar faces. Like they they go there often, right? Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Plastic surgery as a service. So like you just come in every so often and get new work done. So like I think it's almost like a like a subscription, like Netflix, right? So like you pay a monthly fee and then like you just come in and you get touch-ups and kind of whatever you want. There was one dude there wearing a sweater that said jogging kills, but it's like his whole face was all wrapped up. So I was like, yeah, the dude was all wrapped up. Yeah. So, um, the boyfriend heart is fine. Um, because as you said, he got thrown off the motorcycle, so he just got a little banged up. But, um, Rose played by Marilyn chambers is the one who like blew up. So, they get her into the surgery room and they're removing um, thigh tissue and skin tissue um, to put like um, 
I don't know, to kind of cover all the, the burns and all the scrapes and stuff. And they had this really cool machine where like, it was like a, like a late, like almost like a laser knife kind of where like, but it was a gun. So like you point it and it just makes like a rectangle cut of the skin and you just peel it off. Yeah. Uh, much. It looked like fruit roll up. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's what the flesh looked like. It it, it worked kind of like if, if you guys uh, are familiar with a, like a wood plane, it works a little bit like that, you know, like uh, where you kind of shave a layer off of wood. Uh, you ever seen those, Paul? It's yeah, got, yeah, it's got the knob. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I use them in Woodshop. It was like a yeah, it was like a mechanical version of that that's made for cutting off human skin. I, I don't even know if it's a real thing or not, but I mean, it seemed legitimate to me. Yeah, I don't know. It looked cool to me too. But yeah, he cut off a nice rectangular shape, kind of rolled it up in cotton, and there they go. Sorry. So, sorry. Hart ends up leaving the hospital because uh, Rose is in a coma. So they're like, we're just going to wait till she wakes up and we'll see what happens. So really no reason for you to hang out. So he left and he leaves her there at the hospital. And then she wakes up uh, randomly one night and she's like freaking out and she's trying to figure out where she is. And, you know, one of the doctors runs in and it's like, hey, do you remember Terrified who you are or where you are? <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's one thing i'll say about this movie is like especially in the end when there's a lot of like um yelling at people or like anger like it seems genuine i thought they did a really good job with like if you're working for cronenberg you got to do it right (laughs) no question about it yeah that's why some of the best are in his films think about jeff goldblum james woods Fucking Michael Ironside, you know, like, I mean, come on. These guys are fucking hardball players and shit right. like that. Yeah. They don't dick around, man. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're right. You yeah, know, I did. realized in listening to last week's episode or this week's episode, we talked about Starship. No, we brought, we, you talked about Michael Ironside twice, once in the Starship Troopers reference and then like at another point. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. Did you even well, listen to I the mean, episode? He's a great actor. He's Did you listen celebrated. to? Hold on, hold on. Did you listen to the episode? The Night Theater episode. Wait, yeah, I I I listened to some of it. Yeah. Okay. I actually I was gonna tell you. Uh, I really liked him. Uh, I hope that we can all uh, one day, um, you know, merge up and do something. I think it'd be great. What are you talking about? What are you talking? What are you talking about? Night feeder. Oh, I thought you were talking about that one dude that you did the interview with. Fuck. <laughs> no. Or you guys did that movie. Never mind. I'm retarded. All right. So uh, wait, wait. What about Night Feeder? That's the episode that's on Spotify right now. That's the newest episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I listened to it. Oh, I threw in that Michael Ironside quote from Starship Troopers. I didn't know if you know. Yeah, it. no, I caught it. I caught it. I remember hearing it, and I was like, "Yeah, he did. Good <laughs> okay. job." <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah, a bit confused. My my bad. So uh, this scene where she's freaking out in the bed, you know, kind of waking up for the very first time. The doctor's kind of like, you know, holding her, but he felt uncomfortable because she's, you know, black naked. Um, He's so like she, the nighttime nurse kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. 
So she's like, like sitting there smoking his filtered cigarette and shit like that. <laughs> Were you judging filtered cigarette smokers? No, I just think it's, it's funny. This is like a de- definitely you know, a thrown thrown back to a time where like cigarette smoking was just not a thing. You could be in a fucking nursery and fucking like just smoking in a baby's yeah. face and shit. Yeah, back yeah. These days. <laughs> no one's gonna say anything. <laughs> just different times, I guess. You know. So he's he's holding her at her request because she you know felt lonely or whatever, and like so they're hugged up on each other. But like she's got his her arm wrapped around him, like her her left arm is wrapped around like the middle of his back, and then like they start grinding, and I couldn't tell if like she was like raping him because they were making sexual sounds and like emotions. But then they show that like something had come out of her elbow and like stabbed him in the side, and there's all this blood kind of running down. And then she lays back down with him, with him on top of her, dead or dying. And um, so this is our first kill, right? So this is where we recognize that something is wrong with her. Yeah, uh, that's that's correct. And that's probably, oh, let me see. It's probably about 20 minutes in. Oh, um, not even. 15 minutes into the movie. We got our first kill. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's uh, giving her a hug. Um, she's requesting one from him. She's holding on to him, like you said. Uh, I wouldn't say elbow, but we, I, you know, I just, I guess. Well, yeah. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like, a, not it's in her on... armpit. Uh, they it's that's the where they put it later, but it was like in her arm or something. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what it looked like. <laughs> so this dude yeah, fucking Cronenberg, he makes everything look like vagina. Yeah. So he, you know, he's feeling sick after the incident. The doctors are looking at him, they're trying to figure out what happened. Um, at the same time, you know, they go and check in on her, and she's got, you know, the blood marks and you know, something wrong with her arm, so they bandage her up, but she wakes up and she's like, I am not comfortable here. I want to get the fuck out of here. So she ends up just sneaking out of the hospital in the middle of the night and walking all the way down the road and then finding shelter in this barn because it started to rain. So, you know, she's just walking in boots and a large overcoat and uh, she finds her way into this barn to kind of keep warm and she's hugging up on this cow and just kind of like chilling and she's like rubbing the cow in like a very sexual way. And I was like, you know, I've seen some shit in my days, but like, I'm not into this kind of stuff. So like, I don't know. I might have to look away, cover my eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but this is, but this is the scene where like, <laughs> I started to notice like, okay, there are large sexual overtones with this because I wasn't sure with that scene that I had just seen, but with this one, the fucking farmer walks in and immediately he is like, 
there. Hello, sweet honey pie. What's he drinking? You come in to get out of the cold? Yeah. I got something you can drink off of. That ain't no whiskey neither. He's got like rape face, you know, going on. He's like, hey, because he's all drunk. He's like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Like immediately starts get, getting into like groping her and like playing with her hair and like like assaulting her. Yeah, I mean, why waste time, right? Yeah, I guess. But Well, the guy's slamming him back. He's like, he's he's got that fucking bottle and shit like that. He's, he's bottom, he's bottom, oh man bottoming out on you know so he's had plenty to drink i'm sure he's he's got he's he's got the little warm and fuzzies going on so you, you see a beautiful woman messing around your barn in the middle of the night first of all she's on your property and stuff it's my and barn she's, and she's messing with your cows and stuff like that you know it's my barn yeah, I, I don't know. Well, she Dude's didn't waste any. Like, she didn't waste any time either, because she immediately kills this dude. <laughs> I couldn't tell if she snapped his neck or what, but like he was dead. Um, I think she killed him the same way. She, oh, she, well, it didn't. It didn't look like uh, it to me. She's going for blood. She's hungry for blood. So she gets scared. She freaks out. She runs away. She actually ends up running back to the hospital. And that's where she calls her boyfriend, Hart, and was like, hey, come get me. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm scared. Come come get me out of this place. While she's waiting for him to come get her, she's, like, walking the grounds of the surgical center. And she walks into, like, this, like, like a pool area with, like, a jacuzzi. And there's just, like, some random girl in there um, just kind of, like, chilling in the hot tub so she comes yeah. in and she's like hey do you mind if i get in with you do you mind if i get in with you i've been lying in bed for so long my body aches all over and I was like, okay T totally sexual aspect to it which uh perla and i just watched this movie fuck what was it called the sadness ah it's gonna bug me hold on is that the one with all the smiling zombie people? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Korean? Yeah. It's loosely based off of a uh, a comic book franchise. Uh, okay. It's eluding me at this point, but yeah. So we started watching that, and that has way too much sexual overtone for it. Like, it's, it's part of the sickness is, like, um, like you become a rapist and that, see yeah god damn it uh fuck what is the name of that comic book uh, go on sorry anyways when we watched the trailer for it before we put it on it just looked like a regular zombie movie with like a bunch of gore and blood so like the three of us me perla and sarayli were like yeah let's do it and then we turn it on, and it's all just like nothing but rape. Definitely like, shouldn't. Yeah, we ended up turning it off. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you gotta know what you're getting into. You can't just jump into that because you never know what you're gonna run into. Well, needless to say, uh, we were just coming off of that from a couple of weeks ago, and like, so watching this, I started to kind of get 
not this like not in the same way but like still like i don't know i'm not a big fan of like rape stuff so it's okay it's it's a story that's loosely based off of the crossed it's called like cross um where these people get this skin rash that has like a cross across their face and stuff like that and they just turn into these rampant raving lunatics and shit like that and they do things like tear people's clothes off like eat their genitals one guy was like uh fucking a dolphin at some point and shit like that and it was just like this crazy super swift fast uh violent rapey virus that's just Mm. going around just superseding everything um so that's that's what he's talking about there's a movie based off of that called the sadness and it pretty much takes every aspect of the cross and puts it into that that movie Mm. isolates it to a non-worldwide incident but more just a korean one Mm. yeah well wasn't for me so she ends up killing homegirl in the in the hot tub and then um we see the 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 guy that she originally bit or infected the night janitor or the night doctor or whatever he gets in a cab and ends up leaving and then like attacking the driver they crash and die out and then rose is like more afraid so she calls heart again and he ends up calling murray the one of the doctors from the place and they call the facility they're like no she's sleeping but they go and check on her and sure enough she's awake um so heart's like dude i gotta go get her like I can't just leave her there. And so uh, Murray, the doctor's like, don't worry, come get you. We'll go check it out. We'll see what happens. Um, in the meantime, Dr. Eyebrows is like, you know, bedside with Rose and he's looking at the thing in her armpit, which again, armpit vagina or more like armpit butthole, dude. That shit was gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. it It is. It is an orifice. Yeah. And it had this like little like, you know, this thing that like when he's looking at it and kind of squeezing it to open it up, like see something moving around in there. That's why I call it an armpit vagina because it's almost like that thing that sticks out is like the clit, right? It's like, it's like a really extended clit and it's got a needle that comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty gross. Yeah. Um, if you guys uh, haven't caught on to this, it's kind of, uh, like, all right. It's, it's, it's kind of like the idea of like vampires and stuff. You know how they they draw blood, they suck it out of you, and it's kind of doing the same idea. It's it's the same thing. It's a mutation that does that very same thing. Um, kind of. Oh God, what's that? That one movie that, or it was like a mini series. I think Peter Jackson did it with the things that have like the big old long stingers that come out of their mouths and shit. Well, I don't remember. Oh, oh. the the strain. The strain, yeah. So it, it, it's it's something similar to that, you know, like a like like a modern mutant vampire aspect, because remember, Cronenberg doesn't kind of he doesn't be- believe in like the supernatural and stuff like that. So he always has a scientific method of, of bringing these things to light. And I think that's where he was going with it. This is like yeah. his version of like a mutated vampire kind of thing. Not a vampire movie, though. Yeah, for sure. And uh, apparently, uh, anyone that she uh, infects um, becomes rabid, like like uh, like Cujo. So 
she infects the night doctor in the beginning, like kind of uh, patient number one. We'll call her patient zero. And then he gets in that cab, ends up killing the driver. The The car ends up like flipping off a bridge or something and gets in the way of this truck. Then the truck driver gets infected. He ends up going to this cafe to like order like a like a half a barbecue chicken. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird order. Um, and then yeah, he starts sure. infecting all the people <laughs> in the cafe. In the meantime, Dr. Eyebrows is like, again, bedside manner with Rose. She ends up infecting him, getting him in the throat. Um, so now we have this. And the boyfriend's on on his way. He's yeah, he's with route. Murray. Yeah, he's with Murray. I, I don't know. I clicked with Murray. So, probably because so, he's yeah, like hardcore Dude, I was going to say the same thing. There's something about Murray that I like. It's I the raspy like voice. He's a big, burly dude. I, I get the, the but, Jewish but vibes from him. he's like, also like, you know, soft. He had that little baby in his lap and stuff. And he's all like, you know. He's like, watching some cartoon where it was like, he was like, see, Mr. Potato Ooh. loves Mr. Ketchup. Look at Potato Man. See how Potato Man loves Ketchup Man. And I was like, what the fuck are you yeah, even watching? Yeah, Potato Man loves Tomato that, Man. That's what it was. Like Fucking Canada, man. Yeah, only in Canada. So have you the, noticed? Oh wait, I was gonna say. Hey, no, no, that's what that's what. Okay, I got it now. It's the potato fell in love with the ketchup, and they had a baby, and you got ketchup chips because that shit is mad popular in Canada. Oh, there you go. So is that how it happened? It's like their version of fucking Adam and Eve and shit. A potato fucked a tomato, uh, 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 and now you got ketchup chips. <laughs> nice. So, uh, some yeah, of the so things that I thought were kind of cool. they're on the way there, Dr. Eyebrows gets it, you said. Yeah, one other thing I thought, uh, one other thing I thought was cool was that the truck driver in the cafe started, like, bleeding blood from his eyes. Uh, bleeding blood. Crying blood from his eyes. You and made then, me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> no one makes me bleed my own blood. And then Dr. Eyebrows is in surgery and he's got like this like green goop coming out of his eyes. And then he gets all crazy in the surgery, um, in the really surgical gross room. gross looking goop too. Like, yeah. it's like, it's kind of almost like that pea soup that was coming out of Reagan's mouth. Oh uh, yeah. 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 So shit's getting crazy in the clinic and Rose gets scared. So she fucking gets changed and she bones out. And she starts, you know, who who's out? She laughed there. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking All right, go on. So she left, um, starts hitchhiking, gets a ride with a truck driver. Murray and Hart end up showing to the showing up to the facility. And, you know, cops are there. Fucking paramedics are there. It's like a fucking zoo there. And they have, um, Dr. Eyebrows locked up in like the paddy wagon. So the yeah, cops no, are no, showing. No, they, they, they play as if they would see it. So if the guy goes like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here, but he's all like, you can go check out what's in there though. And he's all like, what, what do you mean? And he looks in the back of the meat truck and it's fucking Dr. Eyebrows all rabid as shit. Like just trying to fucking grab hold of him. So you see, you see, you got bitten, bitten by what? By that. What? Go ahead, take a look. Can you confirm the identification of this man as Dr. Daniel Kelloid? 
Yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. It it was it it was definitely like one of those like you didn't expect to see that kind of shocking moments. Right. But uh, uh, we we soon learned that actually everybody here in the in the facility is now under quarantine because of what's going on because of the outbreak and everyone's kind of like locked in, right? They can't go anywhere. Um, not yet, not yet, because uh, they still don't have a full grasp of what's going on. So. Rose is in the truck um, with her new friend and he shares like a sandwich with her, like a beef sandwich. And she ends up like immediately throwing a cock meat sandwich. (laughs) You boys ready for your cock meat sandwiches? Uh, No. (laughs) Although, although I will say I kind of thought it was going to go that way in this track. (laughs) You know, I got more meat for you. (laughs) So she ends up yakking on the side of the road. Um, and then he like, you know, he's that, helping that must her. Have insulted that poor bastard. He's like, I made that fucking meat sandwich and the bitch didn't even like it. You know, what's crazy is uh, we just me and Perla and Sorelli, I think, and the kids, we just watched this movie on uh, Sunday, maybe called Blood. Uh, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Um, I liken it to a werewolf movie, although you never see a werewolf, but it's a rabid dog that bites his owner, this little kid, and, um, he gets a thirst for blood. And, um, when he gets sent home from the hospital, he's trying to eat his regular food and everything tastes gross to him. He can't eat regular food. He's like, it smells gross. It tastes gross. He, He can't hold it down. He throws it up. All he wants to eat is blood, which is kind of what we're figuring out here with her. We're like, she can't eat regular food. It's not, nothing is good for her. She just wants blood through the little tentacle that comes out of her armpit. That, so it's very kind of reminiscent for me. Armpit pussy clit. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Syringe. The armpit pussy clit syringe. Oh, <laughs> shit. The armpit pussy clit. So. <laughs> The trucker helps her back in, um, and then we see a cop roll up on the truck, and when he comes to the driver's side window, we see the driver is knocked out. He's unconscious. He's got blood on him. Um, We get the impression that she kind of got him, too. Um, So now they're kind of on the lookout for her. Um, They're not really sure, like, where she is. Um, Cops are starting to notice that this is becoming a little bit um, of a pattern. Now she's running, running amok on the streets, and just like the show, we have yeah. the mutants roaming the. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. And this truck driver, he goes back to like home base or whatever, and he starts to attack all the other truck drivers, the people at the warehouse, and now it's becoming more of a thing. So, the the I don't know if he's like the prime minister or I, like I like what that his foreman said and shit. Like when he's all like, eh, he he wasn't looking good. He's all like, what are you talking about? He looks great all the time. <laughs> he's yeah. all like, I think he's sick. He's all, what am I running a fucking nursery? Or yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, straight to the point. Yeah. He's all, no pussies here. So at this point, people are recognizing what's happening. There's this like World Health Organization guy is on uh, TV. His name is Claude. La Pion, Quebec Bureau of Health. Uh, I bet you I nailed that last name. 
I, dude, it sounded good. La Pion. Uh, I'll say you nailed it for sure. I think I did. We'll go with I did. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I, I think he totally nailed it. That guy's now listening to this podcast going like, oh, he nailed, he nailed it. it. <laughs> if he's still around, I don't know. <laughs> So he's he's telling the reporters, here's what happens. Somebody gets infected. You know, there's an open wound. Somebody gets an infection somehow, and it's causing rabies-type tendencies. So we're not saying it's rabies, but it looks like rabies, so we're going to treat it as rabies. So if you get infected, come get a rabies shot, or maybe beforehand, come get a rabies shot and, like, stay proactively healthy. Well, this girl is watching it in her apartment, and she gets a knock at the door, and uh, when she opens the door, it's Rose. And I guess like they're homies or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, is this where they're finally introduced? Because I remember at this point, I'm watching the movie, right? And I'm all like, all right, I feel like this girl's been part of this movie this whole time. But not really. I'm like, where the fuck did she come from? I was like, I, I, I couldn't remember the moment where they just like introduced this character. Like a good friend of hers from back in the day. I for some reason I was just drawing a blank. I was like, when did this girl come into the picture and why is she staying out of the house? Yeah, I, I didn't know she... it was like her sister or like what the fuck was going on. No, I think she just came in to like visit because the girl doesn't know what's happening with her. She didn't know. I think she just tells her that she was in an accident or whatever, and like she's like, oh, I'll take care of you. Like, come on in. So she brings her in, but then like Rose leaves. She leaves the apartment and she's like walking the streets. And this is where she comes up against like the X-rated theater. And was it an X-rated theater? Yeah. Something. I don't know. There, there was a bunch of dudes in there. So it probably the, I'll put it to you this way. I'm looking at the scene right now. The marquee, the, 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 the name of the theater is Eve. And Even the V senior. and the, v, and the <laughs> v, the V is uh two chicks legs. Up like up in the air. It could be just some kind of dirty comedy, dude. Mm, maybe, I mean, they, but I'm gonna go with the, the, no. The the raunch age was within these these time frames. I remember. I think I, I saw I the think name. It's funny. Uh, sorry, but one I of the movies. That... One of the movies is models for pleasure. So, yeah, I'm gonna go. It's with a porn the, theater. Porn theater for sure. <laughs> Those are hard to come by nowadays. So she walks in, you know, she's the only chick in this place. And immediately the guy behind her is like jackpot. So he comes and sits with her and um, she, you know, she was asking for company. Cause she's like, it's always awkward when I'm in here. People think, you know, like, you know, they can talk to me or whatever, which like this dude's talking to her and, She's like, will you come sit with me and just kind of make it you look like all the people smoking in that theater too? Oh yeah, seventy-seven. Everybody smoked. I just, I just, it's so funny to me. Like it's just like, poof, 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 just fucking clouds of smoke everywhere. Party swappers and models for pleasure, both in color. Those are the movies on the marquee. <laughs> there you go. So she starts making out with the dude, but then ends up, you know, leaving. And we get the impression that, like, you know, she in- infected him. They pan back to the theater, and he's just, like, all, like, laid out in the theater. And, um, you know, kind of insinuating that she got him. And then there was another guy in front. No, I think it was just him. But then he... One thing I thought that was kind of cool was she was walking down the street. It was very reminiscent of New York. 
and I know New York and Canada are, are close to each other, so I don't know, like if this is New York or if it's actually Canada. Like I don't see Canada. I think like, it's I think it's Canada. I think it's like the the metro, you know, mm. yeah, city life of uh, Canada. Well, she uh, when when she uh, got arrived from that one lady, she was headed towards Montreal, mm. and that is one of their capital True. city, isn't it? Sure. So I, I just imagine it's it's something like that. It's like their version of L.A. or some shit. Well, she was walking by some movie theater and they had a movie poster for Carrie, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if it was like that's the thing is like was that a movie theater or was that a video rental place? But either way, yeah, yeah, they get paid homage to Stephen King's Carrie, which is yeah. his very first, uh, well, very first book and film. So yeah. So we cut to the next day and um, the friend, I think her name is Mindy, is getting yeah, ready Mindy. to go to work. And like she goes to check in on Rose and Rose is like freaking out in the bathroom, like like drenched in sweat, like wiggling around. <laughs> she's the floor. like, I'm she's okay. like in total pain. Yeah, <laughs> she's exactly. Squirming. She's like, I'm OK. I'm good. Right. <laughs> so she leaves her there and then Mindy gets on the subway. And this was a fucking this was a cool ass scene. Cause she's on the subway just kind of reading her book but then like we start panning around a little bit and we see this lady that's just kind of standing there who's like she's got like these real like bloodshot eyes and her skin's a little like pale and then she starts like foaming at the mouth and then she starts attacking people <laughs> Are you telling me that's not normal? Well, maybe it is in Canada. I don't <laughs> no, know. <I'm> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, yeah, I'm. I haven't been to Canada yet, so uh, maybe I feel like I go, you see that I'll kind of shit know. in like New York trains a lot, though. <laughs> so she ends up escaping, kind of unscathed, but you know she's freaked out nonetheless. And then um, you know, just kind of cuts to different cutscenes of you know the press talking to different like um, health leaders and politicians and everyone's kind of like, okay, it's getting to the, like, I don't want to say martial law, but like there's going to be some, you know, curfews and people well, kind of roaming They, they the actually said and, those exact words though, didn't they at some point? Well, they, what they said was like, I don't want to say martial law, but like, but that's exactly yeah, it's what it is. Coming. Yeah, <laughs> we, exactly. We don't want to put a name to this because just, it just complicates things. So we'll just call it <laughs> yeah. what it is. It's kind yeah. of a thing. They got people fucking riding up in fucking like, Fucking dump trucks, or not dump trucks, fucking trash trucks and, and hazmat suits and shit. Which come in later. Yeah, I want to get to that, but that, you know, those trucks come in later. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's the difference. So, so we I'm, see I'm all these, you know. I'm that scene in front of me. That's oh, I mean. gotcha. That's why I got, oh, all right, my bad. So, so, um, you know, the word's getting around. It's getting a little bit crazy. And so while at home by herself, Rose decides to get dressed, get changed, and go out. And she's just like going to the mall and we get the impression that it's Christmas time because there's Santa with like, yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of random, Claus. right? I mean, like, 
usually like nowhere up until this point have you told me that it's christmas time <laughs> right which yeah i maybe that's some kind of hole in the the storyline which is irrelevant either way but it's just yeah like you said this is the first thought that we might be at christmas time there there's no christmas lights anywhere there's nothing like that you know it's not snowing yeah there's nothing that indicates it otherwise or is just is there mall santa just there all the time like all year round <laughs> it could it's very like well Santa's be village. you know yeah 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 so she's chilling, you know, at some some seat in the mall and some dude comes up to her again and is like, hey, what's up? Like, you want to smoke a cigarette? Like, you know, and he pulls out a cigarette and he doesn't have a lighter. So he's like, hey, stay right here. Don't move. Don't leave. I'm going to go get us. I'm going to go get us a lighter. So he walks over to get the lighter from the old man. And like the whole time you're thinking like she's going to attack this dude. First of all, then when you got cigarettes and you don't have anything to light it with no. Yeah, I'm not, fucking rookie. Not like I'm I'm a, a stranger to this situation. Um, but typically, yeah, you'd think if you had cigarettes, you'd make sure you have the lighter. But he's acting like, oh, well, fuck. How was I supposed to light these things? <laughs> like Bugs Bunny, where you just flick your thumb and the lighter comes up. Yeah, and this is also the age where matches were a normal thing and stuff like that. But it's just funny to yeah. me because he's just like, well, let me just go ask that guy. Like, he almost said it in a way he was very convinced that this guy's going to have a lighter. Why do you just assume that? I don't know. but and it, Yeah, but I mean, we'll, we'll never know because, like like I said, the whole time this scene, like, the vibe is like she's going to attack this dude. And then the dude goes to get a lighter from the old man. And the old man ends up attacking the young dude like he's all infected. <laughs> So she sees this happening and bones out, but then like yeah, she keeps boning it gets crazy in out, the mall. <laughs> it gets crazy in the mall, and this is what I thought was the funniest part of the whole fucking movie, even though it's probably not meant to be funny. So it was funny. The old man, <laughs> the old man infects, you know, he's he's attacking the young guy. Then like they start attacking other people in the mall. It gets crazy. The cops are in there with like little mini like Tommy guns or whatever, and they start just like spraying bullets everywhere like they're not even aiming they're just like letting them off and they end up like making swiss cheese out of the santa claus it was so fucking funny dude <laughs> yeah i think he was like oh shit christ when he did that he was just like oh fuck <laughs> Oh, yeah the look on his face was like fuck well, he also looked like Claus. a rookie with that gun and you notice like he was trying to switch it to automatic but he fucking he was like <laughs> oh, what the fuck like it just seemed like yeah. he, he didn't know what he what he was doing which could indicate anything it could indicate that this guy's a terrible actor i perspectively i thought it was more like uh like they don't usually handle these kind of weapons this is not a normal situation so maybe this guy's kind of like green when it comes to that and he's just like uh. 
Yeah, he didn't also he also didn't know how to hold it because if he would have held it, like you wouldn't have just been spraying everywhere and you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have killed Christmas. So yeah. So he's probably insinuating that they don't normally handle situations this big. This is more of like a right. military right. op at this point. They they also so, uh they were trying to give citizens like not ration cards, but like IDs uh, implicating that they've been have you noticed there's a lot of strange similarities to this and like the COVID-19 incident? Oh, a hundred percent. That's like, all right, we should just call this a COVID-19 episode. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's why I was like, you know what? This would have been a good one to watch during COVID. During lockdown, yeah, it was, it was very similar, very similar. Ahead of his time. So shit's going down at the mall. Murray and Hart are still driving around looking for um, Rose. So they end up pulling up to a light and then like the cops end up like blocking off the street to allow for like the brigade to come through. And this is where we start to see those trash all of the tanks and the trash trucks. And the like, okay, yeah, yeah I, martial law. I thought like, it was funny with that, that last one that was turning and shit. Like, yeah, the guy hanging off the back. I was just thinking, how fun would that be to be in that, that guy in that role? He's just like, woo, all spread out on the <laughs> but, but it, it, he also looked like a very young Hugh Jackman. Well, no, I'm talking about one of the guys in the hazmat suits and stuff. And oh no, face. there was another officer that was on there who looked like Hugh Jackman. I didn't notice that. I, mean, I, got, I got a little back on that. But yeah, my my initial thought was, I mean, because remember, I, fuck, I must have been maybe my early 20s or something when I first saw this movie. So uh, it's been a very long time. I didn't remember specific scenes. I only remembered what's her name. That was about it. I don't even remember her name right now. I wonder why. (laughs) Marilyn Chambers? Yeah, Marilyn Chambers. Beautiful Marilyn Chambers. Uh, Yeah, so that and I'll get to the the, the very last scene for some reason. Well, so so they don't want to keep staying there, so they bust the bitch, and Murray's like, hey, you know what? I got to go check on my wife and my kids, so, like, drop me off at my house. You take my car. I'll catch up with you later. I can't believe this. It's like we're at war. Listen, Hart, I want to go to my place first. I just won't be comfortable till I know everything is okay back then. Now, when we get there, I'll give you the keys to the car, and you can pick up your girl, okay? Yeah, okay. Murray ends up going to his house and like there's this long drawn out scene which I thought could have been a little bit shorter but it was good nonetheless and like he goes up up he goes upstairs and he's looking for his wife he's looking for his kid and then he finds his wife in the closet who like is all rabid and jumps out at him and attacks him so we're like ah fuck there goes Murray uh, which is a little bit of a bummer because I liked him but whatever yeah that was um bound to happen but the, the baby he, there was no sign of the baby either you know there was yeah there was and there blood. was like this like tube that was like just oozing blood so i don't know if like she killed the baby and then stashed it somewhere and like the blood was well, leaking he, out yeah, or... he opened up that thing i don't even know what that thing was yeah same it was just but it was full of like bloody water or some shit and i guess yeah. we're supposed to assume that the child was in there or something so Rose is back at Marilyn's house and, you know, Marilyn's trying to like help take care of her. And she, uh, Rose ends up leaving again. Like she can't sit still. 
and then we still see Hart driving around looking night, for man. Rose. She got to feed that's the true. armpit clip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have one with this. <laughs> so, Ro- uh, Hart ends up like pulling up to this light at a red light, and this fucking guy comes out of nowhere, this rabid dude, and he's like, Jumping on the hood and he's like banging on the windshield. Oh, I love this. And scene. some sniper took him out, <laughs> right? And he just like dies on the on the windshield and there's blood all over. And the hazmat guys come out, take him off the car, Fucking and then they just like start windows. washing his car. <laughs> yeah. And they're oh like, okay, goodness. you could go. You could go Excellent now. You could government. go. It's like our what? government wouldn't do that shit for us. It'd be like, oh, you enter <laughs> yeah. at your own risk, right? Like, like these guys Canada, are like, we're gonna clean your goddamn windows. Not that they did a really good job. It was still smeared all over. I I don't even know how he was still driving because he he still had the wind windshield wipers going and it's smearing more bullshit. But at least yeah. they got the bulk of whatever disease would be uh, left on there off. Right? They're all ah, we got it. We made the mess. We'll <laughs> clean it up. You know, like good for them. Um, so I made a mistake. Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Rose didn't leave, but she's trying to leave the apartment. And um, Marilyn, no, Mindy, Mindy keeps, won't let her. Yeah, she keeps her there. Yeah. She's like uh, trying to aid to her, her fever-esque uh, physique, I guess. She's like, oh, maybe you need a bath. And like, I don't know, don't get me wrong, but like Mindy seemed very like in love with Rose and like, I'll take care of you and I'll rub you down. I, and think, I'll, that's, like, I'll... I think that's just you, bro. Like. I don't, think that was, I don't know. That's not what yeah, they laid it on I, pretty I, I, I think it was your typical girl and girl relationship. It was your typical, like they're close friends. Let mm. me come to your aid and stuff. You just you you're you're in a different era where people actually gave a shit about other people and stuff. It's very different nowadays. Well, <laughs> so now if you show any hint of kindness, people just take it as like, yeah, he's probably gay for you or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know I didn't pick up those vibes at all Like I, I, I don't know Maybe I got gotcha. you You know okay. So this is where Hart finally shows up to the apartment And he opens the door And he sees Rose Is infecting Mindy And this is the scene I was talking about earlier Where they start like Arguing the with each other And clip. yelling at each other Fucking shot right in Well yeah yeah, and they show, real like, quick. She's yeah, like, and it looked, almost like she got caught jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't look at my clip. It's all just goes right back. But in. this was the scene where like they're yelling and arguing with each other, and like the intensity is just like perfect. It's been you all along. What are you talking about? You carry the plague. You've killed hundreds of people. What you're talking about? I'm still me. I'm still Rose. You're still Rose. You're not Rose. What are they doing at that <laughs> clinic, eh? What are they turning you into? I have to have blood. It's all I can eat, and it's not my fault. It's your fault. Like, it's just, it was, it was like, it felt real. 
I felt like it was too much. Like I was like, dude, she's right there. You really have to yell at her like like I get it. You're making your point. Stay strong yeah. with it. Be loud and aggressive. But I mean, dude, you're like totally blowing up in your her face. Now, if she was like, you know, attacking him and she, you know, he's trying to stop her, maybe that would be, I don't know. But it was he was kind of roughing it a little bit, like a little, yeah. like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? Like, it's just like, dude, chill out. What, what I find so, interesting, by the way, is, is the, this, this factor right here is I, I didn't really think about it until this point that she literally did have no idea that she was starting this spread. Well, she'd go out, kill somebody and then come back. That's, she that's wasn't paying attention but, to the news or anything. So yeah, she, she didn't until she saw it on TV, which is I think why she wanted to leave because she realized she was the cause of this whole problem. Well, no, it didn't. Cause while he was yelling at her, that's when he was bringing it to her attention. Right. Or wait, wait, well, no, I think, uh, no, I think because she, she, she had mentioned like, you know, I'm, she's like, she's like, I understand, but like, I'm not different. Like I'm still Rose. I'm still who I am. Cause they talked about it earlier in the movie where like, I forget what the syndrome is called, but like, um, um, oh, typhoid Mary, where like you are the carrier of the disease, but you're also immune to it. So it doesn't affect you. So you're kind of, um, unaware of it, which is exactly what's happening to her. She has it. She's the carrier. She is the infector, but she's not, um, she's not affected by it in the sense that like, she's not turning rabid. She doesn't foam at the mouth. She's not biting people with her teeth, you know? Oh well, yeah. Usually so the I think one who's the, infected is the one that's, you know, there's a little like lack of self-awareness in that sense until she realized, you know, how much of a pandemic this has ter- turned into. And they even, they even talked about how, they narrowed it down contract tracing, if you will, which is relevant to us with the COVID vaccine or with, not with the vaccine, but with the COVID pandemic, but like people were doing um, contract contact tracing. So like, okay, I got infected. Who was I around? Who were they around? You know, tracing it back to like who the origin was of like, you know, who, who infected who they were doing the same thing with this and they narrowed it down to the surgical center. And I think that's where she realized like, Oh, I was there. This is me. I'm the, I'm the whole problem, uh, which is why she tried to leave the apartment again. But then her friend was like, not really paying attention. Didn't understand the, the weight of the situation or even know that she is, you know, patient zero and just tried to kind of keep her to take care of her. And then she ended up, uh, murked. So she, she bails from the apartment and, um, Hart ends up chasing her into like the stairwell and she ends up like pushing him down the stairs. I don't think it was on purpose, but he fell and it knocked him unconscious. And so she walked down to go check on him. And I thought she was going to infect him, but she didn't. She made the conscious effort not to do it for him. And then she left and she left him there and she went down to the lobby and there's some guy just kind of chilling in the lobby. So she turns on the charm um, you know, and they're talking and then it cuts to her back in the apartment and him calling the apartment from some other place like he woke up and 
went to go call her and they're talking on the phone and she's like I wanted to make a I'm, point real fast before you get go to for this, it. This yeah, conversation. Go for it. Um don't know why this came came to me like this, but I, I remember when he was getting up off the stairs, I noticed his pants were shiny. And I was like, Was he sweating this whole time? What the fuck's going on? And I was taking a harder look. And he's wearing tan colored leather pants. And I, that's the Canadian fashion of the seventies. I guess I've never I, I've seen leather <laughs> pants before, but I've never seen them like tan colored. That's like getting like dickies in leather. Why? <laughs> why the fuck was? Whatever. Yeah, fashion statements. I dude, I was all about the fashion of this movie. I'm sorry. I was looking at everything between like the wallpaper and shit like that. I'm like, God, remember those days? It was Canada. <laughs> I could have used more denim. <laughs> I just yeah. I found it very interesting, but anyways, yeah. So he calls her up. Uh, she's sitting there on the couch, right? Well, she's in dude's apartment that she met in the lobby, right? And he he's the in neighbor fact, sitting of there, Mindy. And yeah, and he's telling, she's telling Hart over the phone, like, I got this guy here. I drew enough blood to not like kill him or anything. So I want to see because if he turns, then that means I am the problem. And if not, then like I'm not the problem. No. We should be together. Please, tell me where you are. What you said hurt me. It scared me. It scared me because I, I suddenly realized you might be right. If you are right about my being a carrier, I mean, I, I murdered Mindy. I murdered a lot of people. Rose. Try a little experiment just to prove that you were wrong about all that. You see, I'm being positive, aren't I? So, uh, I found myself a partner for my little experiment. A real normal, healthy guy. And I took some blood, just a bit. And I flocked myself in a room with him. I'm going to stay here until I make sure he doesn't get sick. And then I'll know I'm not the one who started it all. Well, I don't think she ever killed any of these people. I think they just turned rabid. I think they die and they come back to no, life. I, don't think I got a little people. bit of... I don't I'm, I'm not going to use the Z word because um, I don't think that that's what this movie is. No, they're, but they're just all of them go unconscious. All of them go unconscious at one point. Yeah, but I'm not I saying they die. Yeah, I'm just saying say, they, they go unconscious really and they come back death. rabid. You're not saying that, like you know, they they die and come back and get you or anything like that. But I think that just naturally happens. Like if you become like a diseased monster like this your body's going to undergo some kind of changes and stuff like that. So yeah. there's going to be an unconscious state where you, it's kind of like that lateral line when you are turning into a werewolf from when you go from human to beast and shit. And I, I think that's kind of what that replicates. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't assume they're dead at all. 
I, mm. I assume they should be dead after they turn into one of these things for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think there's any yeah. way of getting them back. That was the thing too, right? They they said they had some kind of vaccine, but it didn't work. Uh, the rabies shots. Yeah. They were given rabies shots, but they weren't working because it's not rabies. It's rabies-esque with, with the foaming of the mouth and everything, but it wasn't rabies because the rabies shots weren't working. So, Well, it wasn't human um, rabies. Because rabies is, is the thing. Uh, rabies is very species specific. I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, people can get rabies and act like a rabid animal. I think they can get sick and die from it, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, like, this is kind of like that version uh, for animals. It kind of like what uh, what they said the the um. Oh, the, the fucking the infection was on 28 days later very similar to the human rabies mm. uh uh mutation i guess yeah yeah it was like rabies but different yeah so she's testing out her theory the dude wakes up attacks her and you know they end up fighting and then like hearts on the phone listening to her die or be attacked at least and, uh, you know, they kind of cut to the scene where, like, her body is laying outside the apartment complex in the alley. Some dogs, like, sniffing at her. And she's, like, twitching. And one of those trash trucks comes around with the hazmat guys on. And they take a shot at the dog to get it away. And then they come over and they see her body there. So they pick her up. Stiff as a board, I might say, like. She did a really bad job at like being a dead body. She was like totally stiff. You said she and did a bad her... job at it. Yes, she she did a horrible job at being a like a. Well, dead people unquote. are stiff though, aren't they? That's, no, they're not. Why they call loose. them stiff? Like when you pick it up, she was like, like, like I'm not gonna move like stiff. Well, I mean, with like. As beautiful as she is, she's not the greatest No, it's actor just dead. Anyways. It's dead weight. <laughs> when when that... you die, you're just dead weight. Like, so if I go to pick you up, you're okay. not as stiff as a board. So you're, if you're, you're like just... this, if you die and overnight you've just been sitting like this, I guarantee you're going to be frozen in that state. They actually have to pull you, pull your arms back. <laughs> um, either way. <laughs> They throw in the back of the trash truck and they like hit the switch and like the compactor comes down and just like smashes her body and then just move on and then roll credits. And I was uh, like, this is a, wow. That, that last bit, that last bit is what I was telling you, uh, what I was saying earlier. One of the things that I, for some reason was never able to forget about this movie was that last bit where they were carrying her corpse into the, the back of the trash truck and when it did that whole slowdown and that foreboding music and stuff, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Just that element stuck to me. And uh, that's really the most I remember about this from the last time I watched it and stuff. Not to say it's not a memorable movie. It definitely is original. I love it to death. It's it's Cronenberg. Uh, you really can't go wrong with it anyway. So, Dude, it was good. I, I it, it, You know, like I said, Maybe I just didn't give it enough attention in the first half, but definitely in the second half, um, it picks up. Um, it gets a little bit gorier. Um, you know, the the 
um, the special effects, well, the practical effects, I'll say, are, are great. Um, you know, it's a kind of a subtle story. It's not like overwhelmingly complex or anything. Like it's just kind of straightforward and, um, you know, it's got some cool kill scenes or gore scenes, bite scenes, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I like that it kind of ends on like a not happy ending. In, in As opposed to other Cronenberg like, films like The Fly. Well, you look at The Fly, right? And <laughs> yeah, you look at the body dysmorphia. <laughs> yeah, you look at the body dysmorphia that's associated with The Fly and that whole transformation and all that shit. And then like you look at the body dysmorphia and this one was very subtle. It's just that, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, bit... they're not always going to be the same. I mean, cause, uh... No, but I think it's good. It's like a good telling of like what's to come for Cronenberg, right? Because like. Here he is yeah, kind of playing around with that stuff sure. and like, okay, so he just like it just gets ramped up from there. Well, so this is like the the perfect setup, like of you know uh very limited budging or but budgeting because um they didn't really have to aim too hard on the effects because there aren't there there aren't really that many. There's you know, there's her stinger and then there's People with makeup, and that's right. you know the premise. There's no wild monsters or anything like that, right. um, but he built the atmosphere uh, well enough that kind of fit right into that time frame and stuff of these kind of movies and stuff. They're you know like, uh, I like you said, yeah, it, it, it's it's a good homage to his his early works and how how he's gonna excel at this point and stuff and. We got to see the early mind of Cronenberg and stuff, and uh, what what he was there to offer. Because he has a few that branch off that that aren't even horror movies, which is is well, they are, but they're they're very odd and offbeat. They're nothing like this. Uh, I believe Crash is one of those. Um, it's not the one that you would be thinking of, not the one with Brandon Fraser. But there's a movie called Crash. It had Holly Hunter and James Spader, I believe. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, where there were like a couple that like got off on like watching car crashes and car stuff. Car accidents. Yeah. yeah. And they end up fucking like car crashing themselves into a good fuck at the end. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, wasn't uh, History of Violence his too? Yes. Okay, so yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. And, you know best Vigo Mortensen fucking uh, performance ever. Uh, see, no, another thing that branches off his normal style, but still just as good. This this movie kind of falls into that, you know, um, where it takes a little bit of uh, everything that we like and kind of plants it in there, plants the seed. And here we got uh, early Cronenberg under a million dollars, if I believe, if I believe I got this correctly, this movie was made in. Hmm. About five hundred thousand, something like that. Yeah. Have you seen any of the uh, uh, Brandon Cronenberg stuff, specifically Infinity Pool? Oh, that's that new one with all the people that have like super mutant powers and shit now. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. It came out this year. Yeah, that's and yeah. I, it got mixed reviews. It was it's on my list of uh, stuff to watch in twenty twenty three. Um, I haven't watched it yet. It, it, it's probably like one of those cautionary tales and stuff where it's just like, just because you have the name doesn't mean that you're ready to be be uh, making these movies and shit like that, just writing on the name alone, you know? 
Well, no, um, I would normally agree with you, but he did another movie um, before that, which got some really good review. Um, I don't know if it was uh, Professor. Oh, what was it? I don't remember. I think it was Professor. So like, I think Professor was like, okay, Brandon Cronenberg kind of can stand on his own. And then they gave him Infinity Pool that got mixed reviews. But Mia Goth is also in Infinity Pool, which is why it got a lot of hype because um, she was just coming off of um, Pearl and X, which I don't know if you've seen those, but those are fucking great too. So um, I had some promise to it, but I have yet to watch it for myself, so I won't make any judgment calls. Yep. But yeah, so good, good pick, man. Enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad. It was a good movie. I, I definitely missed it. I have some ideas for the next one. And then, like, I want to revisit, like, um, kind of what we did in our YouTube days with, like, a, like an arc type thing. Okay. But more so, like, I think I want to do it as, like, a director spotlight and watch a few films from one specific director. And I think considering one of the films in this director's cache, I don't think you'll be opposed to it. But we could talk a little bit more about that later. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Cool, man. All right, dude. All right, man. Good chilling with you. Good pick. I fucking loved it. It was great. Thank you. Um, everybody, you guys can check us out um, on Instagram at mutantcityhorror.com. You can continue to email the show at uh, mutantcityhorror at gmail.com. Um, you also got us on Twitter, right? I'm still working on that. But uh, yeah, uh, okay. there, there was a funny story about that. If you guys didn't hear my tidbit about it, was I was trying to make one before and uh, it, uh, it asked for a date of birth. And I thought it'd be funny to put the date of when we started the podcast. So it thought I was only like three years old and it was like, yeah, no, you can't have this account. And then well, so also I, at the same I had time. to alter it, you know, but then I found out that the name is now reavailable. So I'm going to jump on that. Also kind of bad timing because um, Instagram just came out with their Twitter version called threads, which since we have an Instagram, like it was just easy to make the threads account. So that's there too. So we'll see how long Twitter exists, you know, down the road, but you can find us on Instagram at mutant city horror threads, mutant city horror at uh, Twitter, whenever that becomes available. And then, um, Spotify mostly where you can find the podcast, but pocket cast, um, uh, podcast addict or I forgot the one that Daryl told me, but apparently we're in a lot more places than just Spotify. So check where you normally get. I was just going to say, just podcasts. check any podcast uh, network. You'll probably find us at this. Point. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. All right, man. It's I'll talk with you later. Yeah, for sure. Have a great night. You too. And um, we'll see you guys on the next one. Later, weirdos. Later.